The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From Richard Flint International. Deep inside you, there's a power. A power you can use to meet every challenge, every roadblock, conquer every obstacle life throws at you. A power to be happy, fulfilled, successful. A power to be everything you want to be. Now, meet the man who wrote the book on human behavior. The man who can teach you how to unleash your own power to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Flint. Hey, welcome. Richard Flint here, and welcome to The Power to Be. You know what? Um, I keep telling you this, but I got so I have so much fun doing this show <laughs> because what I want to achieve with you is always to give you insights that will cre- create clarity for you. And last week, we started a journey talking about words, and words that have an impact on your life. And, and I told you that I could sit and have a conversation with you. And I could listen intently to how you phrase things. And I could pretty well define for you the path that you're on. Whether you're on a path that's going forward. Or you're on a path that's locked you into circles. I had a meeting with a gentleman this morning, and I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him. And as much as he was trying to come across positive, the realization that became very clear was what he was speaking was not actually who he was. It was almost like he was trying to convince me that his life was very positive. But he kept using phrases, he kept using words that were words that would drain your energy, not recharge your energy. And you understand this about negative, don't you? Negative is that which always is draining your energy. It's not replenishing what you're giving out. And that's why so many times negative becomes exhausting. If you've ever been around a negative person, you'll know that the longer you stay around them, the more exhausting they become. Why? Because negative people not only exhaust their self, but the way they phrase things, the way they talk, it's always designed to take energy out of you. And have you ever been around someone and you couldn't wait to get away from them just because of how negative they were? You ever had someone in your life who was constantly taking energy from you. And and it becomes very exhausting because a negative life is a very exhausting life to live. Because being negative just causes you to be emotionally weaker and weaker and weaker. And it doesn't allow your mind to participate in the conversation. 
Because your mind may throw something at your emotions, but your emotions will block it. Because negative can always block the lessons that positive will have. In our last show, we talked about what I told you was the number one thief, time thief in the human life. And what we talked about was procrastination. And remember what we talked about. Procrastination is a behavior designed to avoid. And anything that you avoid just continues to grow in your life. We talked about the fact that procrastination was a choice. You choose to procrastinate. Procrastination does not choose you. We talked about that you have to give yourself permission to procrastinate. And that every day you procrastinate, you take the greatest gift that God ever gave your life, and that's time. And you either waste it, you abuse it, you spend it, or you invest it. Every day you procrastinate, you waste time, you abuse time, you spend time, but you don't invest it. So that is your enemy. Procrastination is your enemy. And and what I want to do in our time together today on this show, The Power to Be, is I want to talk to you about what I think and what I see and what I feel is the second most dangerous behavior that you bring to your life. And that word today is the word organization. Because when you and I are disorganized, we're dangerous. When you and I are disorganized we create confusion. When you and I are disorganized, we create stacks that continually come at us. And every time we look at them, we know we need to do something with them. We, need, we, we know we need to go through and get them out of in front of us. We need to get organized. But have you ever noticed that disorganization and procrastination travel together. You ever notice that? Show me someone who is disorganized, and I'll show you someone who is a procrastinator. Show me someone who procrastinates, and I'll show you someone who is disorganized. And every day we allow these two to be paired together in our life. We cheat ourselves. Every day we allow these two to socialize together. We steal from our life. Every day that you and I make it okay to be disorganized, we rob ourselves of the gift of that day. Can you see where procrastination and disorganization work together? I mean, when you are disorganized, don't you waste time? When you are disorganized, 
don't you abuse time that you could turn to be productive? When you are disorganized, do you ever spend time trying to figure out where to start and what to touch first? And when you're disorganized, you're not investing your time. So our topic today is about achieving organization. Now, listen to our thought that's going to guide us through this section of the power to be. People who are organized not only demonstrate they value their time, but they have more of it. Did you hear that? People who are organized not only demonstrate they value their time because they understand that time is a gift. They understand that with every tick of the clock, that second is gone. They understand that with every hour that they're not positively productive, They've just wasted that hour of their life. And that when they're organized, it's a different attitude. When they're organized, it's a different perception of time. When they're organized, they have a whole different view of what they want to achieve with their life. See, I think that people who are disorganized are lost. And they prove it through their behavior because people who are disorganized, listen, they lack direction. Hmm? And if you don't have a direction, you don't know where to start. People who are disorganized, they opt for excuses. They always have a reason why they're not going to get this completed. People who are disorganized, they stare at the stacks of clutter around their life. And you've got to understand something. Stacks of clutter can paralyze you. Stacks of clutter can absolutely shut your mind down because your emotions are running wild. People who are disorganized, they're lost. They travel in circles and they keep coming back to what they need to deal with but in order to justify not doing it they 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 talk about when they're going to get to it but when you study them they never get to it people who are organized not only demonstrate their they value time but they have more of it you know you you would think if you just thought out loud, you would think that people who procrastinate or people who are disorganized, they, <clears throat> they have more time because they're not doing anything. But in reality, they have less time. Because when you procrastinate or when you're disorganized, you really do waste time. You really do abuse your time. You really do just spin your wheels. And so, rather than using time efficiently and effectively, what do you do? You turn your time into a state of confusion. 
And have you ever found that people who are disorganized, they live within themselves with disappointment as to what they didn't get done? You ever found that people who are disorganized, they're always complaining about the fact they never have enough time? But when you have a system of organization for your life, when your life is designed to not live in circles, but to go forward, you become more efficient. You become more effective. You sense the value of time. And you treat time as a precious commodity. You treat time as a gift. And this is why people who are organized not only demonstrate they value their time, but you want to know what in reality? Hmm? They have more of it. So I want to go into my dictionaries. And you ought to go visit my website, richardflint.com, and you ought to take a peek at my dictionaries. Because one of the things that I'm known for is taking words that you use every single day of your life. And you have a emotional definition to them. And what I do in my dictionaries is I give you a mental definition of clarity to go with each of these terms. So I challenge you. Go to richardflint.com and take a look at my dictionaries. There's one there on relationships. There's one there on leadership. And there's one there just on your personal life. And just capture what's going on within those dictionaries. So I want to reach inside the dictionaries and I want to throw some terms at you. The first word is organized. Now, it, it seems like a, a simple term. And, and when people think about organization, they, talk, they think about time management, which the two are interrelated. But listen to my definition of organized. Completing. Now, pay attention to my words. Not finishing, but completing things before they take on an emotional life that results in stacks of clutter. Do you understand that we create stacks because we're living from our emotions up, not our mind down? Do you understand that most of the time our emotions are about continuation, where our mind is about completing? How many times have you looked at a stack and your mind told you, we need to complete this? We need to get this off our plate. And how many times have you looked at a stack from your emotions? And, and you have this theory of, com of continuation. You know what? I don't have time today. I'll get back to this. And every day that you enhance the stacks, you increase your emotions. Every day that you continue and not complete, you strengthen the emotions that you have about finishing, completing what you start. So being organized begins with completing. What does that mean? I can file it away. It's done. I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to stare at this. It is done. 
So being organized is completing things before. What does that mean? The stacks don't have a chance to take on unemotional life. Completing things before they take on unemotional life. And you know how true this is. When you have stacks, you have emotions. When you have emotions, all of a sudden, those, emotional, those emotions keep creating distractions. They keep creating a reason not to. So organize is completing things before they take on an emotional life that results because every action, every behavior has a result to it. An emotional life that results in stacks of what? Stacks of clutter. And you've heard me say this. Clutter paralyzes your mind because your mind wants to complete, not continue. So what am I doing? I'm not living from my mind down. I'm living from my emotions up. And I'm continuing to give myself permission because i got to have permission to be disorganized. We're going to pause here, and we're going to take a break. And when we come back from our break, we're going to continue our little venture through these different terms that are a part of us understanding how to achieve organization. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Gary Gunn, and I've been uh, listening to Richard every morning probably for about six months now. And he's my partner, and he puts the soul back into my life every day. And if you're not taking the morning minute, you sure need to do it. It starts my day every day. I look forward to it, and I recommend it highly for anybody that doesn't have it. You should have it. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the morning minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the morning minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. One of the things about Star Maker, and it's the thing that we create that I love the most, you feel safe here. I mean, if you listen to some of the stories that are shared, there's some pretty personal stuff. Stuff that we normally wouldn't talk about. But what happens when you're in an environment where you're surrounded by people who really want to improve their life? Star Maker 2015, July 17th through the 19th at the incredible PGA National Resort and Spa in beautiful Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. But remember, there's a limited number of registrations, so do it now. Sign up at www.richardflint.com or call 1-800-368-8255 and ask for Denise. Come join the fan Star Maker 2015. 15. It's an investment in your life. It's an investment in yourself and in your soul. I think if you have the desire to want to grow, take the challenge, take the opportunity. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to this hour of talking about achieving organization. 
and understanding that disorganization is probably the second largest time thief you have in your life. And before we went to break, we started talking about definitions, and we talked about the word organized. Our second term I want to put in front of us is disorganized. Listen to my definition. Having stacks of stuff, because that's all stacks are. They're not things. Stacks are stuff. So being disorganized is having stacks of stuff that needs your attention. Ah, but you having a reason why you don't have time to deal with the stacks right now. Goes back to when we were talking about procrastination. You have to give yourself permission to procrastinate. And every time you give yourself permission to procrastinate, what do you do? You strengthen your disorganization. And being disorganized is a choice. It's not a happening. And disorganization doesn't choose you. You choose when you're disorganized. You have to give yourself permission to not deal with those stacks of stuff. And every day that you give yourself permission, what do you do? You become more disorganized. There's a third word that I want us to define. It's the word mess. <laughs> you ever looked around your life and told somebody, this is a mess. So let me give you my definition of a mess. You ready? It's stacks on top of stacks, which are on top of stacks, which are on top of more stacks. <laughs> and, and do you think a mess becomes emotional? It was real interesting because um, I was working with this couple, and their whole life was a mess. Why? Because nothing ever got completed. And you couldn't talk to them about any one issue because one issue was stacked on top of another issue, which was stacked on top of another issue. And they just kept filling their life with more and more stacks on top of stacks. And the day they looked at me and said, you know what? We're a mess, aren't we? I said, you got that right. Because how many times have you found yourself that when you are disorganized and you practice procrastination, you just accumulate stacks? And you don't think that a stack on top of a stack that's on top of a stack that's on top of another stack does not create frustration? You see, you can't be disorganized without being frustrated. And I love these people who, who tell me, you know what, Richard, you, you're right, but I, li I operate better when my life is just in chaos. No, you don't. Because in chaos, you don't think, you react. And chaos, it never gets your best because the chaos creates a critical mass and you don't deal with it until all of a sudden you have to. See, here's how most people live. I come to you and I go, hey, I got a project I want you to do. And you know what? I'm going to give you a week to get it done. And you think a week? Hmm. Seven days. Man, I got plenty of time. 
I come back in the middle of the week and I go, how you doing with that project? Oh, you don't worry. It'll get done. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. I got about four days left. I come to you the day it's done. I go, how you doing? You got that done? You go, is it due today? And you kick in. And you can get a lot done in an hour when you're living in a mess. But it doesn't clean up the mess without you realizing it because it's not getting the best of you. It just creates more emotional confusion in your life. So what is a mess? It stacks on top of stacks, which are on top of stacks, which are on top of stacks. Another word, avoidance. I mean, do you ever avoid? Sure you do. You're human. And you go through times when you look around, see what you need to do, but you avoid it. So here's my definition of avoidance. The choice to not deal with those things you know you need to do to keep your life moving forward. Do you understand that when you put procrastination and you put disorganization together, because both of those are about avoiding, do you understand that the only thing your life can do is go in a circle of sameness that's filled with confusion and frustration? You understand that, right? Because people who avoid live in circles. Why? Because anything that's not completed has continuation in your life. And it's going to continue to draw you back to it. Listen, I I, I meet people who take their stacks of stacks of stacks and put them in boxes and set them over to the side. But that doesn't get rid of the stacks. They're still there. So what do they do? Then they turn around, they just stack box on top of box on top of box. They're not cleaning up anything. They're hiding it. But in reality, they're avoiding dealing with it. So avoidance is the choice. To not deal with those things you know you need to do to keep your life moving forward. And the object of life, the purpose of growth is to keep moving forward. It's putting one step in front of the other and every day moving forward in your life toward a time when you are better, when you're smaller, smarter, you have a taller presence in your life. So, if you take these concepts and you really look at them, can you understand that disorganization is another thief in your life. It's just like procrastination. It steals from you. And what does disorganization steal? Well, the first thing it steals is stability. You know what stability is? It's having a solid foundation of behavior that every day is designed for you to be able to go forward you understand that in disorganization, there's no stability because everything around your life needs your attention. And when everything around your life needs your attention, there is no stability. What does disorganization steal from you? It steals time. And you remember my definition of time, the space between the day you were born and the day you die, and you get to fill in the blanks. And you understand that once the clock ticks, that tick is gone. 
You understand, once a minute goes by, you don't get that minute back. You don't get that hour that you waste back. You don't get that day where you were non-productive by choice. You don't get that back. Because disorganization will steal time from you. What does it steal? Disorganization steals energy from you. You know how many people I have met who are absolutely exhausted from the clutter in their life? You know how many people I've met that lack energy because everywhere they look, there's something that needs their attention? This organization will always also steal your attitude. <laughs> Do you know how challenging it is to be positive when you're looking at stacks upon stacks upon stacks? You know how challenging it is to feel good about your life when everywhere you look, there's a stack on top of a stack on top of a stack? It also steals your life. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you're living in a world of avoidance, when you're living in a world that's a mess, when you're living in a life that is trapped in that circle of sameness, you want to know the truth? You're not living. You're existing. Now, let me play a little game with you. If I want to know your organizational strength, I want to come and I want to study certain things in your life. I want to look at your closet. I mean, are things in your closet orderly? Or if I looked around your room, are there just stacks of clothes laying everywhere? Are you good about organizing and hanging things up? Or do you just drop things? I want to study the trunk of your car. I love it when they send people to the airport to pick me up. <laughs> and I was in San Francisco, and we walked out with my luggage, and I asked the young lady that was there to pick me up, let's put my suitcase in your trunk. Slammed their hand on the trunk and said, if you open this trunk, we'll never get it closed again. I was in Dayton, Ohio, and we were moving things around to put my suitcase in this lady's trunk. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, came this blue shoe. She looked at the shoe, picked it up, and said, my God, been looking for this for four months. How many times does the trunk become the collection center for the mess in the car you don't want to deal with? I want to study your garage. <laughs> you ever seen people who have a garage, but it's so full of clutter and stacks that they can't even get their car in? Huh? And then I want to study your desk. See, here's what I know. If you're right-handed, if you're left-handed, just reverse this process. But I know if you are right-handed, everything on the left-hand side of your desk, you're procrastinating with. Anything on the floor, you're avoiding. And it's all because you have chosen not to complete. And not completing anything creates disorganization. Now, same thing is true about disorganization as it is about procrastination. You choose to be disorganized. Disorganization does not choose you. It is your choice. It is your life. Your life is your design. And whatever you design creates the path you get to walk. And if I'm, if I'm cluttered, if I'm living in disorganization, then what's going to happen, huh? 
I'm going to walk that path that's going to wear me out, going to wear me down. Now, let's get a picture of organization. Organization Organization is the process. Let's go back to this. It's the process. What's a process? It's a step-by-step plan that allows you to complete and move forward. Organization is a process for getting things done. And we're going to get them done before they take on an emotional life of their own. You ever had a time in your life when your life was such a mess that your emotions were all over the board? You ever had a time in your life when your life was so cluttered with uncompleted things that you became an emotional reactor? You ever had a time you walked into your office, looked around, and all you saw were stacks of things, and you didn't even know where to start? Because if you live in disorganization, it has an emotional life that goes with it. And that emotional life is not positive. That emotional life is there to hold you hostage. It's it's there to wear you down, to wear you out. It's there to keep you living in confusion. It's there to perpetuate and strengthen your frustrations. How many times have you got frustrated with your life because it didn't seem to be going anywhere? For your life to go forward, you've got to be organized. Because organization is the process of getting things done before they take on an emotional life of their own. Organization is the process to make sure that you are prepared to go forward because you're completing things. You're refusing to create stacks of clutter that you're not going to look at. You don't look at stacks of clutter. You stare at them. And when you look, look at those stacks and you're staring at them, they're going to wear you down. So the emotional life that you're, going to, that you're going to create in disorganization, it's going to contain certain things. It's going to contain layers of doubt. You know that. It's going to contain if questions that leave you paralyzed. It's going to contain fear that overshadows your imagination. Because fear can paralyze you. You know that. We've talked about fear. This emotional life is going to contain exhaustion. And how non-productive are you when you're exhausted? How non-functional are you when you are exhausted? And when disorganization is stealing from you, it's going to leave you exhausted. Why? Because disorganization is not a recharging of your spirit. Disorganization is the draining of your spirit. And when you are disorganized, see if this is not true. When you are disorganized and you are exhausted, you don't want to do anything. You ever walked around and looked at everything that you needed to do and just told yourself, I don't have the energy to deal with this right now. 
Why? Because a big part of motivation is completion. And anything you don't complete is going to feed into your disorganization. So we're going to pause and we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you just real briefly about what's involved in the process of getting organized. Not the steps to getting organized, but what's involved in the process, the upfront part of getting yourself and achieving organization. Okay? So we're going to pause, take a break, and we're going to come back and we're going to continue our discussion on achieving organization. We'll be right back. Think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth, and it applies to every person living on the planet. And to make it official, now there's a book about it. Behavior Never Lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook. Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your behavior... Sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior never lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com, or we really recommend you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information, if you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? Want to know a secret? The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every morning is the perfect way to start your day. And listen to this. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute (laughs) could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. Hey. Want to know another secret? It just takes a minute to get Richard Flint's Morning Minute. Go to www.richardflint.com, then to the Resources drop-down menu at the top, and click on Get the Morning Minute. Oh, and by the way, you can enjoy the first 21 days of Richard's Morning Minute absolutely free. But uh, don't tell anybody I told you so. Hey, welcome back to The Power to Be in our discussion today on achieving organization. Have I made you uncomfortable yet? I mean, have you looked around and do you look around and can you you see stacks that need your attention? And when you look at them, you know, do you tell yourself, you know, I need to get that done and I'm going to get it done, but then you don't do it. Let's focus for a couple of minutes on what's involved in the process of getting organized. First of all, preparation. When you start before you're ready, when you jump in and you haven't had time to prepare, when you start before you're ready, the steps will take you, will always lead you down a dead-end street. This will steal time from you. This will leave you frustrated. This will leave you uncertain to what to do next. 
Because so many times what do people do? Because they're disorganized and something has to get done, they just run and jump in with both feet. And all of a sudden, they find they weren't ready to do what they know they needed to do. So what's involved in the process of getting organized? you got to be prepared. Next, what's involved in the process of getting organized? Research. Without the right information, you will have to backtrack. And that will frustrate you. Again, what happens? In the spirit of disorganization, we're always in a race. Why? Because everything becomes urgent. There's never really the time to prepare. So if there's not the time to prepare, we don't take the time to do the research, gather the information, because the information creates clarity. If we don't have the information, we're going to start on a run, and we're going to run into a wall. And the information we needed was there for us, but because we were running, we didn't take the time to do the research. So what's involved in the process of getting organized? you got to be at a pace where you can do your research. What's involved in the process of getting organized? Order. Order creates the pathway of clarity your mind will follow from beginning to completion. Do you understand that your mind is very organized? It's your emotions that are disorganized. Your mind knows what it wants to achieve. And with the outline, with the scope, with the plan, your mind can move from A to B to B to C, C to D. But when your mind's not organized, what happens? You're jumping from A to X to Y to R to S, and all of a sudden you sit down and you think, man, I don't know what I'm doing. Why? Because there's no order. Order creates a pathway of clarity that your mind is going to follow. So what's involved in the process of getting organized? There has to be order. What's involved in the process of getting organized? Clarity about the action needed. Without clarity, you will lack the confidence to move at a controlled pace. See, i got to be clear on my purpose. Understand what purpose is? The reason I'm doing this. And clarity is knowing the why. Purpose is knowing why I'm doing this. And so many times when you're running, you don't know why you're doing something. You've just been told, someone just said, you need to get this done. And so you're in a dead race, and all of a sudden you're running faster and faster and faster, and you have no idea what you're doing or why you're doing it. So in order to be organized, you have to have the clarity about the needed action. What's involved in the process of getting organized? Emotional commitment. This is critically important. If your mind and your emotion are not on the same page, you'll find yourself fighting an internal battle with each decision that has to be made. See, your mind has to be the leader, but your emotions have to support it. If your mind is going one direction and your emotions are going another, folks, That's where the mess comes in. And for you to be involved in the process of getting organized, 
You've got to have your mind saying, here's our direction, and your emotions go, I'm walking with you. You have to have that emotional commitment. What's involved in the process of getting organized? Strength to withstand the negative attacks. Critical. Getting from A to Z is not a straight line. There are going to be challenges along the way. And these challenges many times are going to come from people who are trying to distract you, who are throwing detours at you. And you have to be strong enough to repel these detours, repel these attacks. You've got to be strong enough. And the word here is disciplined. You've got to be disciplined enough to hold your feet to the fire. And you've got to have the strength to withstand the negative attacks. What's involved in the process of getting organized? Seeking guidance. Listen to me carefully. As good as you may be, and as knowledgeable as you are, there will be times when you feel stumped. At those moments, you need a support system, which will slow you down emotionally and reframe your thinking. See, when, when you're organized and when you're in the process of being organized, there are people around you who are willing to help you. But when you're disorganized, those people who can help you, they're frustrated with you. And they get tired of depending on you and you not being dependable. So in the process of being organized and getting organized, you need that support group. You need that group that walks beside you, and when you're stumped, they feel good about helping you. And they're there with knowledge. They're there with caring. They're there with concern. They're there to help you because they see that you're designing your life to move forward. But when you're trapped in that circle because you're disorganized, they don't want to be frustrated by you. Because in disorganization, you don't listen. So involved in the process of getting organized is you seeking guidance and finding those people who can help you to go forward rather than those people who support you being in a mess. So now we want to talk about, in the last part, the nine steps to getting yourself organized. We've looked at, you know, what we have to do. Now, how do we take what we need to implement? And how do we put that into the behavior of getting yourself organized? I'm going to suggest to you, there are nine steps. And just as you've chosen to be disorganized, because it is a choice, you can also choose to get yourself organized. I go back to this. Your life is your choice. Your life is your design. And you're going to make a choice. I'm going to live disorganized and fill my life with a mess. Or I'm going to get my life organized and I'm going to live with the clarity that I can go forward. And no one disorganizes your life. It is your choice. It is your design. Just as you've chosen to be disorganized, you can choose to get your life organized. You see, I believe you do exactly what you want to do when you want to do it. 
You do exactly what you want to do when you want to do it. So that makes you accountable for the design of your life. There's no one else to blame it on. So you ready? Nine steps to getting yourself organized. Step number one, and there's an order to these. Open yourself to, accept, to accepting change. Open yourself to accepting change. Accepting change is the first step to organizing your life. Why? Because you're not going to get organized if you don't face your life with honesty. And in that honesty, you're going to see the need that's there for you to get your life prepared. And to do that, you got to accept the need for change in order to walk the road to improvement. Make sense? Step number two. Refuse to create stacks of incomplete things. Learn this. Clutter, which is the mess. Clutter, which are the stacks. Clutter, which are the things that can paralyze you by increasing your emotions. Clutter closes the door that leads to your imagination. And remember, your mind wants one thing. It wants to complete things and file them away in a lesson file so that you can continue to move forward. And you've got to refuse to create stacks. You want to know how many, how many times you touch something? Go down to Walmart or to, uh, to Office Depot or one of these places and buy some little dots, just little round colored dots. And every time you touch something, put a dot on it. And then watch how many dots you put on some things. One lady told me, Richard, I picked up this one sheet of paper, and by the time I got, I got around to doing something with it, I had 15 dots on it. You think that's not frustrating? Step number two in getting yourself organized. Refuse to create stacks of incomplete things. When it's completed, you're free. When it's just laying there, you're a hostage. Refuse to create stacks of incomplete things. Step number three. Get a realistic timetable in place. See, this is one of the challenges with a lot of people. They have no timetables. So things can just lay there for eternity because there's no urgency to it. A timetable puts a process in place. Without a realistic time frame, you will find it easy to just keep moving things from one stack to another stack. And all you're doing is just increasing your mess, right? You've got to have a realistic time frame. You've got to have an agenda. And it's not a to-do list. My goodness, if you do a to-do list, stop it. To-do lists are negative because most of the things you put on a to-do list, you don't want to do. They're there because they got to get done. Change one word. Change the power. Change the structure. It's not to do. It's to achieve. And by the way, never put more than three things on an achievement list at one time. Something you have to do, something you need to do, and something you want to do. Step number four, 
Always do your homework. The lack of research will mean you will hit a dead end, which will stop you in your tracks. Do your research up front. Make sure you're ready and prepared to step in. Step number five, narrow the scope of your focus. Sometimes the picture's too big. And the bigger the picture is, the more confused I can become. Narrow it. What's the agenda? What's the process? What's the first step in completing this? Because, again, the bigger the picture, the more confusing it can become. Number six, imagination is open. Emotions are slowed down. You've got to be living from your imagination down. Why? Because your imagination is the centerfold to strengthening your clarity. When your mind is clear, the pathway is clear. When your emotions are overshadowing your mind, the pathway is simply a jungle you can't see through. Number seven, zero in on what must be done. Every day you procrastinate. You steal time from yourself and from those who are depending on you to add to their clarity. You've got to be focused. You've got to know exactly what it is. You've got to have that plan of achievement. Here's what I need to do today. Here's step one. Here's step two. Here's step three. This is what I have to do to complete this. And then you live within that process. Number eight, expand your personal trust. See, one of the reasons we procrastinate, one of the reasons we're disorganized is because we don't believe in ourselves and we don't trust ourselves. The less you believe in you, the more you will doubt. When you doubt, you end up scattered. Because in doubt, you don't know where to start because everything looks overwhelming. And then step number nine, discipline. Without discipline, you will live in a world of confusion. People ask me, Richard, if I could only strengthen one skill in my life, one positive skill in my life, what would it be? I don't hesitate. The skill for growth that has to be number one is you are disciplined. What's discipline? It's you putting one foot in front of the other every day marching forward. You see, every day you step into your life with disorganization, you show up with your mind seeking to catch up with your emotions. <laughs> the result will be you uncertain, you unprepared, and seeking to understand what your emotions have already filled with confusion. Organization takes confusion away because you're allowing you to yourself to live from your mind down with your mind showing you the pathway for, to completion. When you're living from your emotions up, your mind doesn't get to show you the path. And from your emotions up, all you see is a jungle that looks overwhelming. Now, do you understand the importance of getting yourself organized, of achieving organization? Hmm. You know, I'd like to hear from you. Richard at richardflint.com. I'd like to know your thoughts on what we've talked about today. And I really invite you to go look at my website, richardflint.com, and see the great things that we're doing and some of the things we have planned for the future. And if you'd like to be on our mailing list, just send me that email and say, Richard, add me to your mailing list, and we'll keep in touch with you on the things we're doing that we know will help you. Okay? 
So until we gather again next Thursday, remember, this is your life to choose, to design, and to live. See you next Thursday. Any questions? Call our people at Richard Flint Productions, 1-800-368-8255, 1-800-368-8255, or visit us at www.richardflint.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.